0: Welcome to Beloved, everyone, uh, to our Wednesday Bible study. Uh, if you're in Bombay, you're most welcome to join us. Um, you'll find us on Facebook. Uh, our handle is at Beloved Sons of God. And write to us and we'll tell, you, we'll tell you where we gather. You're also most welcome to join us on our Sunday services. Um, so write to us and then we'll tell you where we gather and come be with other sons and fellowship with them. So today for Bible study, I asked people to ask me uh a few things write to me something relevant that you want me to share with something that you're going through your own personal lives so i have a few people who've written to me the reason why i do this i don't actually like to answer questions as most of you all know but uh the reason why i do this once in a while so that i know where beloved is or people who are uh you are hearing beloved and so by your questions sometimes i can see if you're all uh, you know uh, if you're one Let's just say that, okay? So so I felt like with some of your questions, I'm going to address on faith today, Um, okay? And uh, I'm going to read some of the questions and then uh, we'll have a fair understanding of that, okay? So um, I'm not taking names, but I'm just going to read some things out. Uh, Some of you all messaged me saying, um, how do you enjoy God's presence? Okay. On some days I feel bored and I wonder how can I be if I'm a son? Okay. Uh, someone else has written to me saying <clears throat> they feel lonely. Okay. And um, I feel less loved uh, by my own people. Um, uh, you know, it has to do a bit of uh, I'm by myself. Uh, I feel very lonely even when I have people around me. Okay. And um, I'm going to read something else. Uh, Someone else mentioned about fellowship and can we love others? And uh, I'm going to address all of this, okay, about uh, spending time with others and having the love of Christ. And so all of your questions to me had everything to do in a sense rep, Uh, okay? And it had to do with feelings, emotions, everything had to do with sense rep. Okay, and um, the danger of the sense realm is the sense realm never leads to life. <clears throat> okay, and so while I love, uh, you know, the essence of beloved is about building you in your own personal relationship with Christ. If your foundation and relationship is not with Christ, then people se- settle for second best, which is community, and then they want people constantly around, is because they actually, the truth is that. They have an orphan heart they don't really know how to receive everything from christ and so the next best is like let's build community and let's spend time with each other and the danger with that is every time you're faced with a problem you pick up the phone and call somebody and uh, and that's what it's about an orphan ministering in, to another orphan and that never leads to life i've always seen that never been effective okay and uh, uh, you know i want to begin with this amazing testimony that came into our group who shared something okay uh, Pooja has been with uh, with us for a very long time. I've known her um, with Beloved, uh, I think recently, but uh, I've known on and off a journey. Um, I put that testimony on the group. She was at home. She felt like a presence in the house. Things were falling down. And at night, she felt like picking up the phone and calling me. Okay, but she didn't. The next day, I, I spoke with her, right? So she heard the teaching on sonship. And in that, even as she heard the word, the next day, that same day, she decided to do something about it. And and so she goes and says, just stands in a house and says, in the name of Jesus, whatever is not of, whatever this is, okay? I command you to leave in the name of Jesus. And everything stops. Okay? It was her own personal relationship. And who has got encouraged today? It's she that has got encouraged. Okay? She shared an amazing testimony about she getting a job just before the lockdown. Uh, Jesus came to give us a father so that you can directly go to him. And so all I'm doing with you is actually just sharing my own personal relationship. And that's what you're meant to do share to, to cultivate that personal relationship and church is by no means a substitute for that. Okay. It's about sons building other sons up. So I'm going to uh, begin for the ones who, who talked a lot of your questions, were about, about feelings and emotions. Okay. And got to do with sense right? And so Adam began his journey. I told you this, if you've heard most of the messages online, Adam was supposed to begin his journey with his father by faith. And what was that journey? Where God told him, don't eat out of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, because the day you eat out of it, you're going to fall into a cycle. What today the the whole world is in a karmic cycle. Do good, get good, do bad, get bad. Okay? And God told him, don't partake of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You can eat of any tree but not of the tree of knowledge of good and evil because the day you eat out of it you, you will die and what happened with Adam he began to reason he began his journey without faith he just had to believe his father at his word and he fell into a sense web Adam's one eye shut and another eye opened and this eye that we today live in is, a, is an eye that is based on feelings emotions what you see and everything, and it says to be calmly minded or to live in the flesh will lead to death. And so your your essence of being born again, born again means born, born from above. That means now we're born of the father. The essence of born again, the minute you, you, you are born from above, you begin your life by faith. That's why you see Jesus, whenever he's going about, what pleased him the most? It was faith. And in fact, he said, when I come again, will I find faith? And so he's going about just looking and just encouraging or commending one, when it's it's by faith. And after he died, after he rose again, there was this one guy, Thomas, who said no, because his disciples told him that no, Jesus has risen again. But Thomas was like, no, until I see Jesus, put his finger in my hands and then talk to me, I'm not going to believe. And do you know that God appeared to him? Okay. And then God tells him, Thomas, you believe because you see, but blessed are those. That means there is a inheritance that believe me when they don't see. Okay. I'm telling you, I've had people who've seen hands go out crazy, miraculous things, but they're not today in the kingdom, or they're not walking with the sun. Let me put it like that. Because for God, it's more important that you come in by faith. Do you know that when I first encountered Jesus, I didn't see him I just believed because I saw someone else get healed. And I was so encouraged. I took the word and I was just going because I saw somebody else. And then it was almost like 10 years later in my journey that Jesus appeared as he, uh, you know, when I had the whole revelation of I'm a new creation, I saw myself and Jesus as one. Okay, he looked just like me. It was 10 years later, but I didn't seek after it. It was enough for me that I just started living by the word. And I've realized every time I go by the word, he always surprises me later. I get the dreams. I get some amazing things that he does, but it always comes when I don't need it. And a, a, a mature son is a son who lives by his word. So we don't go by feelings and emotions. Do you know that every day, there were days before when I would let my life be ruled by my thoughts. Just thoughts, right? So I'm feeling a thought comes, it's a depressive thought. And so my whole day will go because... Your feelings and your everything that you do will come by everything that you're listening to. That's why the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, what is the difference between someone just being high and someone being low? They don't allow themselves to be messed by the thoughts that come into their head. And I would, I would, I, would ha- I have given my life over years and years and years in I've been low and at low points, and I've let my feelings and emotions rule me. Where it decided, where I didn't know, I, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell if tomorrow was going to be a good day or a bad day. Because it would just depend on the thoughts that come to my head, right? And how I would go. And then God started showing me that, that in this area, you're a slave. And he showed me, I had a vision once, I saw myself, I had a crown, but I put it in a bag. And I was meant to take that crown and put it on my head, meaning I need to have victorious thinking. Let's start living your life like the sun in this area. You've let yourself be dominated by your thoughts. And then he showed me verses in the word where it talks about pulling every thought captive and bringing. And I told you the Bible is amazing. I love the word. Like Jesus is a real person. He's not a pigment of our imagination. He's He's not some energy. He's a real person. And I'm in a relationship with him. And even as I submit to him every time, he shows me, but he shows me the truth first. And then you show me the truth, and I started seeing the truth. And then he was telling me, Now I need you to, to, to believe this. And so there was an instruction giving about pulling down those thoughts. And now I choose, I choose to not have uh uh one even one day filled with filled with some uh, some depression or things like that. I choose joy because that is what the Bible says, and so I choose, I'm I'm the, the my biggest rest is that I have a father, I'm in Christ. Everything that I'm right now allowing myself to be worried about, I'm not supposed to. Because he told me, don't worry about anything. So like a little child, I just believe that. I just believe that my father said about all the materialistic things, I'm not supposed to worry. He told me about one thing I want you to pursue. I want you to pursue your righteousness. And it's not my righteousness. That means I can never get right with God. No, it's about what he's, he's told me. That means it's my sonship about who I am. And so that's all I do. I'm every day waking up and I hold on to my righteousness, meaning in every second of every decision that I make, I, I do it knowing that I'm a son, not forgetting that I'm a son who's making this decision, not forgetting where I'm coming from. And so the decision that I make will represent who I am. That's what it means. It's about so the whole world can do something a different way, but I will choose to do it differently is because I'm not like the humans. I'm, I'm born from above. My father is Jesus. uh, My father, uh, Jesus and my father is the same father. I've come from him. And so everything that I do is of his nature. Are you understanding? So, So your question was, how do you feel? One of the questions was, how do you feel the presence of God? I don't. I don't feel the presence of God. I believe the word when it says that I'm born of him. And so everything that I do, I live by the word. So I choose joy. I choose when I'm walking on the road, Father, I thank you that I'm one with you. I died, it's all you in me, Jesus. And that's how I live. That everything that you're doing, like if you're cooking the food, it's Christ cooking the food. If you're reading a book, it's Christ reading the book. You died on the cross. It's all Christ in you. So this other person who wrote to me, I feel lonely. It's a thought that comes and first tells you that you're, no one loves you. The truth is the word says that you are the beloved. And you you believe because the father says so. I'm telling you the most beautiful thing that you can give the father, just believe who he says you are. That's your biggest gift to him. Believing is your uh, love back to him, you loving him back. When you believe who he says you are. And that's why it says without faith, it is impossible to please God. Do you know that every decision you made, even in faith, if it was wrong, it was something terrible, but you did it in faith. God still is pleased with it. And it's still... Because whatever is not of faith is sin. God wants you to live everything in an awareness that, yeah, it's, it's a relationship with Him. Now, let's read. Look at... I, I want you to start with... Uh, I'm just going to read from Hebrews chapter 11. Okay? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. How do you get a good testimony? How did... Pooja, get a good testimony. There was some, she could sense a presence in a house. Either she could call up Priya and maybe ask me, come on, let's pray. But she didn't. She decided she heard a word the next day. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And now guess what happens? Now she's reminded that as Jesus is, so am I. As Priya is, so am I. I'm just saying we're all sons. We're the same species. And so now she says, through the word Jesus said, in my name, they will listen to you. You will cast out demons. And so she simply stands in the house and says, in the name of Jesus, whatever this is, get out. And it left. I've been to hotels Sometimes when I travel and things, I sense things. Okay, wherever you go, you're a son. Demons will tremble. You torment them. They don't torment you. And so wherever I go, if I sense, I just say in Jesus' name, get out. I'm so used to it also. But because I've done it, I only get stronger. So you, what did she do? She stood on the word. She saw who she is and she, she, she stepped out on it. So it's not the hearer of the word who's blessed. It's someone who's hearing the word. It says that do not deceive yourselves. Hear the word and then do the word. Someone who only hears the word but never does it, it says, the Bible says that you're deceiving yourself. That means you are lying to yourself. Your, your biggest honor to your father is when you believe his testimony about you. And my honor is what he loves it. The world may never see me, but I see myself as a son. I'm born of you and I walk it. Trust me, no one is with you. He is with you in that. And you only need him because when his testimony comes, you know, the Bible says, Jesus was not looking for the honor of men. He said, my father honors me. Listen, in every area, it's my father who honors me. And that honor is something that man can never give. And I look for that moment when, you know what, I'm not looking for man's honor because when you honor me, it's, it's the whole world season. And seek that. That's what I'm not about. I've never, and I've told you, get your security in personal relationship. Jesus came because you were lost. And through him now going and redeeming you back to the same father. And so every time you go to the father first, He loves it because you allow him to be father. And so then, because you allow him to be father, he will speak to you in a way that is so tailor-made just to you. And so now who gets stronger? That own relationship gets stronger. Do you know a father can have many children in the family? But there are some children that are more secure. And so then the other brothers and sisters call that person the favorite. Oh, you go and talk to the father because he will listen to you. But how did that person even cultivate that? It's because they hung out with them more. They depended on them more. That relationship was probably more. And so there is no person of someone hears less and someone hears more. No. You just depend on the father and you wait. Before you pick up the phone and call somebody, wait. Because the father will honor you. You're going directly to him. I've had such amazing, uh, you know, like I've not even shared so many things with you, okay? But I choose to just wait on him sometimes. Like, just wait. You'll never hear about my problems because I don't share them with you. Because the word says, if there's one person who bring all your prayer requests to, it says, make them known to him. It doesn't say make them known to each other. So I, oh no, I take the word and I stand on it. You said, come to you. So I come and dump all my problems on you. And then I just wait. Let's see what, what he does. And so you are only there when you're hearing the testimonies you hear. You don't see me in the trial because I don't, I don't show it. Because it's meant to be between him and me and in that, something about me is getting fixed. That means in that area where I don't see myself as a son, some weeds are getting pulled out and some truth is coming in. And so what do I do? I engage with the Holy Spirit during that time. So if I'm going through anything, first, I take you to the father first. I'll say, father, show me who I am. And then I dive into the word because I told you in the last sermon, which we talked about, what does it mean to work out your own salvation? Right? you cooperate with the holy spirit because the holy spirit is going to show me my righteousness convict me of my righteousness means he's going to show me who i am and now this the situation in front of me is telling me who i who i am not and so i just believe that word and i stand on it and i believe it that's it and in that i'm honoring my father i've had days trust me and they've been less and less and less and i can't even remember that i i did not know what it, what it was to have joy to have joy really and then I started, I, I realized how joy comes. It says that whatever Jesus died on the cross, it says he took your grief and sorrow. And then he gave you, that means something else. If he took my grief and sorrow, that means what is the opposite of joy? The oil of gladness, okay? Joy is your portion. Now, if it is my portion, I choose it. So all those thoughts that come and tell me, I'm telling you, depression is nothing but listening to the devil. And joy is nothing but listening to your father's words about you. And what do you do when those thoughts come? All thoughts, just because they come in the eye, I, I am feeling low. No one loves me. They're not your thoughts. It's the devil's thoughts. And so you learn to pull them down. And I don't, I just don't engage in them. And i was just like, no, I'm going to be joyful because he's fine. I'm. I'm a son. I'm loved by my father. I believe the word and I just choose it. I make a decision about it. And you'll be surprised how everything is aligning to that because the father loves my faith, that I choose it. It's a decision. It's a decision to believe the word. If you live in the realm of feelings and emotions, it will just lead to death. That's why there are some, you go to a praise and worship meeting, you feel, how can you feel the anointing? You might, but to judge whether a praise and worship is amazing or not, it's not mine to judge, it's the father's worship. But if I go into a REM and if I look for feelings and emotions, so if there is nothing, I'll say, oh, there was no nothing. You are the carrier of the presence of God. Now you believe it. So we don't go by feelings and emotions. I get, I I don't get bored. I I genuinely do. I used to before when I I knew that I was entertaining thoughts. Now I, I choose, I see what's in front of me for today. Because Jesus told me, don't worry about tomorrow. He actually told me, don't worry about anything. But he, he gives a command, like don't even think about tomorrow because tomorrow has its own troubles. So if you're living in the now, you'll realize everything about today is already aligned for you and finished for you. You're not supposed to be worrying about the things. And so I live today and I see what is it that he has for me today? So I had, I'll had tell you how my day was today. I got up in the morning. I didn't really have a plan of what I, I was doing. I knew that I had Bible study in the evening. I had some things to do. I went and sat at a Starbucks two, three things didn't materialize. So I was just, I was just at a table sitting and I was like, okay, if I have some alone time, I just opened the Bible and I started reading. I was just doing doing this. And I was, I'm not sharing the word that I was reading because that was for me that I'm just cultivating and I'm meditating and I'm taking that word, I'm chewing on it. And then I messaged something and I I choose. Now Some, someone could say that, oh, you had nothing and something exciting needs to happen. No, I'm just enjoying being a son. If I'm sitting at a table in a cafe, I'm a son sitting at a table and having coffee. And I am I'm, I'm going to enjoy this free time that is given to me. You don't have to be busy all the time. Learn to enjoy. God ju- might just be smart. He might give you one project that will you, you'll have enough money for the rest of the year. You don't have to be in the rat race of constantly doing it. And why do we feel we need to be busy? Because other people are busy. But let them be busy. You can afford to just be a little relaxed and just enjoy your one-on-one time and enjoy your relationship with him. Okay, someone asked me about, so I want to address his feelings and emotions. Okay, so let me just read ahead. In this, okay. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the by the word of God. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. That means everything physical that you're seeing has come about through the word. Science also proves that it's through the word. Like, if you take light B, it's two vibrations, like a frequency. It's two. Okay? By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. That means your entire life, everything, the minute you got born again, you have to please come home and be at peace with the fact I do not live by my feelings and emotions. I do not live by anything that is seen. I simply live by the word. The day I made peace with that, I was okay with that. Like I shook God's hands and said, yep, this is who I am. This is who you are. And so this is who I am. Nothing began to shake me because I did not live in a thing of where I need signs and wonders. Whether I got a sign, I don't get a sign. I don't allow myself to be driven by signs because it's deceptive. The devil roams around or works in the realm of sense sense realm feelings emotions that's why even sometimes i'll have someone crying and crying and sitting in front of me but i don't get sucked into their emotions because jesus didn't do that either you you live outside you live just based on the word and you make all decisions based on the word and all i have is the word sometimes and i have nothing to show but i know that the word is true because because everything was made by the word, and the word says, God says that I have exalted my word, I've magnified my word above my name. That means that's why when Jesus came in, you know why he had to fulfill every prophecy? Because it said, It is written. It is written. Do you know that it is written about you so you can rest? Born again means born from above. But guess what he is made of? Like the material. What is the material that God is made of? He's made of the word. So what are you born of? I'm born of the word. That's why everything that the word says, I'm not trying to be it. It's who I am. I rest in it. I realized when my hair was falling, the minute I forgot about the problem, who I am manifested for me because I don't have to struggle to be something I already am. You are a son. Resurrection life flows out of me. It's not in my nature to have death. So if there is any follicles that need it, resurrection life would just come about. And that time, all he did was tell me to stop worrying. He told me to get some job because I was, I didn't have a job and I was focusing, I was reading books to get healed. Imagine, imagine, doesn't it sound like the right thing to do, right? Like, come on, post you that healing and try and read and everything, upgrade my revelation. And the more I did it, nothing was happening. And then he told me, I want you to just focus. So I got a project. I started doing that project. My mind got off this problem. And then suddenly all my hair just came back is because I can never pursue to be a son. I am born a son it's who I am. like a, a, a lion trying to be a lion. I, he cannot. he just has to be a lion and then if he just goes and walks around the 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 jungle and he's just being a lion, that's he'll just he'll that's his rest. I can't pursue my sonship. So I'm every day I, I look when I'm reading it, When it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. When I say, pursue your sonship, I'm not telling you to become something. The reason why I read and I I see the word is to tell me who I already am. When you stand in front of a mirror, you're not evolving. The mirror simply shows you who you already are. So when I read the word, it simply shows me who I already am. I'm not transforming in front of the mirror. It shows me who I am. And even as I start believing who I am, this, this mind of mine keeps getting transformed. Because this mind, the minute Adam partook of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, I told you what part of you, what part of him was brainwashed, what part of him was destroyed, his soul. That's why we've grown up in this world, calling bad things good. Completely brainwashed by the devil, by the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And now as you read the word, you start seeing what your father calls good. What is your father's nature? And then I start pulling out all the weeds. Whoa, this is not from him. This is from the devil. And now I start I, I start seeing my true nature that yeah, everything about me is just like my father. You're deep down, your heart already knows it because you're born of it. So he says that I will write it on their hearts. I will cause them to walk. You already know it. So that's why sometimes it's a wrestle between flesh and spirit. That, and that's why it says the word is dividing between soul and spirit. That means what is of God, what is not of God. And that's why I read it. You're born of the word. So we don't live by feelings and emotions. I have been in this house. I have lived with my mom. God told me to move out. And so I moved out. I've known Jesus for 20 years. I've never been lonely. Because I've always been in a relationship. And I'm not just saying this. It's not some holy thing to say. But genuinely, if your dependency is on your father, you're never alone it's because your dependency is not in your father; it's on things or it's on people that you'll feel alone. When you learn to juice everything from him, you will never be alone. Someone asked me something about forgiveness. It's so difficult. You know, I've had like people do some bad things to me, like really bad things to me, but it never affected me because, um, like I said, if you, you know, the Bible says forgive, it doesn't say forget. So forgiveness is like a decision. Okay, and then you can remember certain things, but it's a decision that you made, like, yeah, I'm not going to allow this or whatever. But I'll, I'll just be practical about this, okay? Again, it goes on, if, if you learn to, to receive everything from the father, then that person, what they do or don't do won't affect you only. Because it the reason why it affects us because you, we want something out of them. But then because my, my foundation has never been out of somebody, so even if they did something bad or put it on, it didn't affect me only is because I learned that everything that I get is from another source. And, and trust me, and now this is something I'm telling you is because I just learned, like my father just did some things for me. Sometimes even the, the very people that messed me, uh, after some time I realized that I, I didn't want that only. And then once God told me that, you know, the only person who's allowed to have scars is Christ, not you. So he goes out of his way to show me some things. And then I see those things and I thank God for the decisions I made. Again, it's easier when you are getting your dependency from him. The minute I got born again, my biggest rest was that I met my father. And for every small thing, I went to him. To date, I choose not to pick up the phone and call. I choose not to. And the instancy is sometimes urgency, right? I want to know quickly what to do. I just wait. I just wait. I don't do anything. And if at all, I'll open the word. And sometimes I'm not even looking for it. The word says, the word is a lamp unto my feet. That means just the fact that I'm reading the word, it may not even be relevant, but something about it that I just see. Like I had something about my work and my business. And so I'm just like in my mind, I'm like processing it. I said, I uh, spread a wisdom. I said, you know, show me what I'm supposed to do in this. And so I go out for a coffee. Now, this is just between me and the father and I'm putting it and I'm asking Jesus, I'm going out, I'm doing my own thing. I go to a cafe and I bump into a friend of mine Who's been in the business, she's a you know, she's got a very successful business. And I bump into her after like years, and she's such an impossible person to even get like one hour with. But the client, her client was late for an hour, so she had like half an hour, she just sat with me and she just told me, Pia, you need to do this, this, this. This is not what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to do. And she just gave me so much of clarity, and that could have only come. And so, I, where does it all go? Where does the Thanksgiving go? It goes to my father. And so, in small things, you will realize when your dependency is on him. Then with, if people piss you off, it won't matter. Is because, you know, people are going to do s- stupid things. The, the, the minute Adam sinned, sin entered the blood. No matter how much you want someone to love you, they will never be able to love you the way you want them to. Because sin is in the blood. They're going to mess up here and there and they're going to, they're going to offend you at some point. And it's just, that's why I always say, don't look at me. I'm not a pastor. I'm a son leading beloved. Most people think a church should have this pastor. and this pastor is supposed to be perfect. But how can that person be perfect when the law of sin and the death is still in the members? They cannot be. I'm a son just like you. And in every area, God is working inside me just the way he's working inside you. And I'm called to feed. That means show the life. And if your dependency is not on me, but the word that I'm speaking, that word will bear fruit because it's, it's the word of life. And trust me, You know, every promise in your life is because of the word. It's not because of demographics. It's not because of geography. It's not because of certain things. It's because if you latch on to that word, that word is going to produce food in your life. How did Pooja get something that is, I don't even know where she lives, but something about she hearing the word and the word produced life in her her life. The word is what God wants you to latch on to. And we live our lives by the word. If I am high constantly, I choose to live my life by the word. I make this word. I believe it. And I choose to do what it tells me to do. So there's an instruction manual. And so I I do it just because he said, don't worry. I choose not to worry. It's a decision I've made. I will not worry because he told me do not worry about the materialistic things. He tells me, just don't forget where you come from. Set your mind on things above. Okay, fine. So I'm not going to forget. If negative thoughts come, please pull them down. They're not of me. Okay, fine. So I'm not going to entertain all of this. Rubbish. I choose to do all of that. And so, even as I choose to do that, I'm being like this this son who's just listening. I'm being a doer of what my father is telling me to do, and I'm finding all this treasure. And it's I'm I'm enjoying it even as I'm doing it. So we don't live by feelings. A lot of your questions, everything has to do with sense realm. And it says those who are in the sense realm cannot please God. That means God can't help you. That's what He's saying. Because God wants you. Start taking the word and living by the word. So, if if you're one of those now who's got a a lying sickness in your body and you're praying, Heal me, heal me, heal me, heal me, He's not going to heal you because He has already healed you. That's what He says. Now, what happens? You look at your body, it's filled with symptoms, and now His word says, But I already healed you 2,000 years, you're a new creation, and now it wrestles, right? you're seeing something and it's it's like that and that's where you just take the word and say you know what I choose to believe what you say apart from what I see in my body and you start doing that in the small things in the small things in the small things and then you'll see it in the bigger things Is because sons live by faith I'm I'm reading ahead okay on verse 4 by faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death, and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God by faith. By, but verse 6, But without faith, it is impossible to please him For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dealt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city, which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Okay, it goes down to say that we live our lives by faith and all of these inherited the promises by faith. Okay, let's read in Romans. Okay, quickly turn with me to Romans. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. Look at what Paul is saying. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Verse 17, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed. From faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. What is the just as just a son? How does a son live? A son lives by faith. Let me read you verse, uh, <clears throat> Romans 8. Okay. Um, I'm just going to read from verse 4. The righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh. That means anything driven by senses, but according to the spirit. That means what God says about us by faith. For those who live according to the flesh, that means their senses, set their minds on things of the flesh. That means, am I feeling good? What is going on? I'm feeling low today. I'm feeling alone today. Everything to do with feelings and emotions. And so if you live in a, in a realm of feelings and emotions, my God, the devil has got you. He cannot shake a son who lives on the foundation of the world. Not based on your sense. realm. That's why Jesus, how can he sleep in a storm? A storm is going on, water is filling the boat. He's probably moving. He can feel the water by his chin also because it says that the whole boat was flooding with water. You think he can't hear the storm, the big roaring. So what is so different about this man that he learns to live, he's in the boat. He does not allow himself to be moved by feelings, emotions, by anything to do with sense strength. And why? Is because creator will always be greater than creation. Even the storm is just creation. And even as you learn, he's not driven by that. He can get up and still a storm. And so it is with you and me. Jesus, I told you, at some point you have to stop worshipping him. I know he's the greater one in us. But he came to redeem us. And now we are sons. He's the firstborn again among many brethren. As he is, so are, so are we in this world. It's, he did not consider robbery to be equal with God. And it tells, that same verse says, have the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you. That means, come on, you're honoring your father and you're honoring every blood that Jesus shed when you take on his mind. And his mind is not in flesh, is not in sense rem. When it's not in sense rem, I'm telling you, that's the place where cancers disappear. That's the place where COVID goes. My aunt boldly came in when her, hus- her son is in Leelavati Hospital. And even as she comes and doesn't forget, because she says, "No, I'm a son. Everything about my life is already taken care of." You, she saw that everything about her life is taken care of. You walk as a son. Your only rest and your 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 victory is in every situation. You address it, knowing from where you come. Do you know that King Prince William, in every situation, be it any call he gets, be it anywhere he goes, even if he goes to the grocery. He is walking on the road. He gets a call. Do you know every, every answer or every way he's dealing with everything will be through his kingship because he knows he's royalty. And then everything else will serve him accordingly. That's what it means to be a son. That means don't act like a human. Humans are in the cycle of sin and death. They're caught in that cycle and that law will apply to them also. So they will have certain things happen to them, but you and I are not from that law. We're from the law of life, it says. Jesus, the minute you got born again, it says that the father plucked you out of the kingdom of darkness. That means the dominion of darkness. And he put you in the dominion of the son of his love. So you and I live in this world, but we're not of this world. So how does the spiritual realm know one son from another? I told you, the minute you start running, the more rested you are, because it's a finished work, it's fought everything will supernaturally bow down allow it to bow down wait for it to bow down we do not get scared one of the things i've learned over the years okay when i'm so glad i wasn't raised up in a church and i don't uh, don't uh, misread when i say that but i had no reference point point. and so literally the word was i believed it and so do you know that um when my father passed away uh, you know when i was in 2004 i was in a church Okay, but I'd not grown up, right? For three years, it was just me and Jesus. And so when my dad was diagnosed with this ailment, I just stood on the word and I was like, okay, so now God's going to heal because cancer was never really big. I always thought like I was bigger than cancer because what is it for God? Like it's just going to do. So I went there and I know that he came to my dreams and said, Priya, I'm going to go. I got sick and tired of burning in life. Now only I knew this, not everybody else, but I joined this church in the UK and I had everyone praying and like things were going on. And I came back to, when he was still alive, I'd gone back to UK. I, I was here for 10 days and I'd gone back because I was studying that time during that time. So when, when uh, you know, my family called up and said, he's got cancer, you need to come down. I came for 10 days. I saw him, you know, he came into the kingdom. I was doing things. I was standing on the word. I, I came back and I was still standing on the word because I knew like, you know, God heals. Okay. And so do you know what shook my faith? Is I had all of these pastors and this pastor looked at me when I met him at the church and he said, oh Priya, it must be so difficult for you. And then he did this to me. And I said, what do you mean? And just the fact that he did this, I was wondering, and even as I started walking in the church lobby, everyone started doing this. So in my head, I was like, man, they say with their words, but why are they doing this? Why are they pitying me? That means, is the word not true? Is he not going to live? Are we just, and then, you know, he passed away, but I knew that he came in my dreams and said, I don't want to live, I want to go. Okay, and so I knew something, but they told me later on, oh, we we were struggling. And uh, you know, it it this this pastor came up later on and he told me, he said, Priya, I marvel at your faith because you shook our whole church. And then I was wondering, because that time that was my first church journey, right? When God had put me in a church, I really thought that maybe this is uh, this this type, this is another denomination of churches that don't really believe the word. Because I was, I you know, I didn't come from any, I didn't have any denominations or anything like that. So I thought maybe these, these are ones who don't take the word seriously. And I, I remember telling him, I said, so are we not supposed to take the word seriously? And he didn't understand what I said. And then when the same snare came knocking on my mother's door, I decided I will tell no one. Because I have people who say they believe, but they don't really believe. And so when the same diagnosis came to my mom that it's malignant and do another test, I said, mom, you're a son, so am I. It's not in our nature. And God told me, I heard God's voice so clearly that time, not as an audible voice, but it came like a knowing. And I woke up and Jesus told me, there's nothing to fight. There's nothing to fix. There's nothing to pray. Do another test. And so I didn't send any prayer request out and didn't do anything. I didn't tell anybody, maybe just one or two, but I didn't really make a big ruckus out of it. I just stood on the word. And we did another test. And I just told Jesus, do it in such a way where my whole family knows that you're real. And that report came on a good Friday, it came negative for cancer. Just because the whole world does things a certain way does not mean it is right. A lot of traditions come from unbelief. A lot of prayer requests come from unbelief because they just worry. They don't stand on the word. If you learn to stand on the word through your own personal relationship like Puja, before she picked up the phone, she honored the word first. And through the word, because depending, if you're depending on the word, you're depending on him. He and the word are one. She looked at it. She stood on it. She got the victory. She was just, when she called me up, she was just telling me a testimony. We are called to be in a relationship with the father. He's real. Jesus is real. He's a human being. When I say human being, I mean, he's a son, right? Like he's, he's someone that you can talk to and he's talking back to you. I've gone to a dermat once. I wanted to do some new technology, okay? And I waited. And so this dermat said, do you want to do this? I said, no, I'll just wait. I'll ask God. Because it's so natural. I'll just ask. I'll wait. And so she called me after one day. She said, you haven't called me. I said, yeah, I'm just waiting. I'll let you know. And then third day later, those were the early days, but I actually had an audible voice. I woke up with saying, Bappa says, go ahead. So I Googled what Bappa means because I thought like, I only know Ganpati Bappa. What is Bappa? So I Googled Bappa and Bappa actually just means universal father. I was so excited about that because he got the religious mind out of me. Papa says, go ahead. So I picked up the phone. I said, yeah, he says, go ahead. Let's do it. But my, my point is, he's real. He'll talk to you. But I don't put him in a box and tell him how. Now he's matured me, but I don't hear much because he's teaching me to get on the Logos word more. So now when I have a problem, you know, you, only for children, you do this and you do put a doll in front of them and you get a magician and you have all these signs and wonders for children. When they start growing up, imagine doing the same things. No, because he'll expect you to be matured enough. As I started maturing, he started telling me to take the word more seriously. And now I just take the written word. And if I see it, so this is the way I deal with everything. If I see it, if I'm going through a trial, a problem, the trial is there. The reason why I'm calling it a trial, because in this area, I don't see myself as a son yet. That's why it's bigger than me. And so what I do is, I see why I don't see myself as a son. What are the lies that I'm believing And so all a trial does is just show you the weeds. And so I go through the word and I see, I see in that area, okay, this is who I am. This is my nature. This is my real nature. And I start standing on the word. And then it's a tug, right? Because now everything contradicts that. And I just begin to rest in it. And then even as I rest, I just see he being so real because now I'm honoring the word. I'm honoring him. I'm living it by faith. And then you'll see it. It's through righteousness that we reign in life those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life. That means you'll overcome that problem. The Word became flesh. That means whatever you're looking for is going to come out of the world. And you're becoming one with the world. So your every the solution to every problem is through personal relationship. That means by submitting to the Holy Spirit because that Holy Spirit is given to you in each one of you for a reason. Think about it. In the old times, the Holy Spirit was not in people. It was on one person. So that time it made sense for everyone to run to that one person. Oh, please tell me what should I do in this situation? What is God's word? But the biggest mystery was that after Jesus rose again, he told everyone to wait and he said, now the Holy Spirit will come in everyone. Same Holy Spirit, but he's in everyone to give you individual relationship. And so he's there so that you, he is my dependency in all things. I'm telling you, I wouldn't be speaking this if it wasn't true in 20 years i've never been overcome by a problem never be it cancer be it rheumatoid arthritis be it where i had no money everything came to attack me and these are big things but i overcame them all through my own personal relationship through the word it i'm telling you the word is true and i honor the word in everything I honor the word and you live your life by faith. And you know what? In the areas that I was defeated, is because I did not honor the word. Jesus told me once in any area, if you're a slave to it, it's not of me. And He'll take you from the mind of a slave into the mind of a son. That means victorious thinking. Anything, be it a relationship, if it becomes your foundation, what if that foundation shakes one day? Everything will fall. And so He showed me areas of my life where Why was I overcome with it? Because he told me, you will never be overcome with anything if your foundation was me. And in the very areas I was shaken is because it was not him. And so I got that foundation. That means that word, like, yeah, Jesus, you are that word. And I chose never to be a victim of any situation. What was the church doing to me in that first time when the pastors were coming and doing, doesn't this look amazing? But listen, all I wanted to do that time was get your hands off me. What are you saying? What do you mean by doing this? Why are you pitying me? Is the word not true? Is my dad not going to live? That's crap, seriously. And how did I get victory for my mom? I stood on the word. That's why I hate victimization. You say comfort, comfort is very different. I translate it differently. Okay. God hates victimization. He put all the people crying out. And then Lazarus came forth. do not call up. I've had people, oh, you need time for healing. No. Jesus died. He died for my grief and sorrow. I'm not get, becoming one with his grief and sorrow. I don't need any time for healing. I'm a son. I shake off those thoughts. I get up and walk. I know love looks very different, but love translated like with, with Jesus is very different. On this Sunday, I'm going to do what is love. And not the way the world calls love. Feelings, emotions, driven, this. No, no. Let's see what, how Jesus defines love. And that love is eternal life, eternal love. That means that love has resurrection life in it. That means it won't keep the person dead. Someone told me recently, you know, I said, I said, I can either cry with you in your misery, into more misery, or I can slap you out into your victory. Which one do you want? You'd rather be victorious. And I want to see you victorious. So my ways might look cold sometimes, but I promise you they'll lead you to a testimony that you will tell me what God did for you. And it makes you stronger in your own personal relationship okay i have seen this i've walked it i saw i did not see fruit in in the way people address certain things and so i choose to do things differently but it bears fruit it's effective because it's the word you're coming back to the word you know once um i'll share this testimony okay I, I, for the ones who have never heard it before i remember once um, when I was growing up, this was way before my mom was in the kingdom or anybody. And I had these kids in my building. And so I would bring my these kids up. And, um, uh, you know, at Christmas, instead of Santa, I'd say, put put down whatever you want and write a letter to Jesus. And the next morning, I would bring all these kids gifts, whatever they said. And I would tell them, give Jesus three options. Because sometimes they would ask me for an iPad or, you know, those things. Uh, but I would also tell them to ask, ask Jesus for non-materialistic things. Like, what do you want? Because he can do that right, so Santa fades off, but Jesus will and so, uh, so this was done over, like, a couple of years when I was living with my mom's house, and these were, like, six years, some were five years, some were eight years, and so once, and this was, like, my even, I used to tell them about Jesus, because at home, no one wanted to hear, so these were my, the kids that I would share about Jesus, and show them some, you know, healing videos, and things, and get them all excited, so I remember once, um, I was crying about something, and I come home, and that was a time when, uh, you know, God was really, like, uh, I had I had joined churches and a lot of the church got into me the wrong the wrong things out of church and one of the things is dependency on people okay and I started honoring their word above God's word and so it was just in this I was just in this and God pulled me out of it of course but uh, during that time and so I was crying about something and I was like you know Jesus um, Jesus is not hearing my prayer and I told these two kids I was like let's pray because you know I knew that in the in uh, when two or three gather jesus there so i took that word i was like you ask jesus for this okay because he's not listening to me and so i prayed with these kids and it was christmas night right like a few days before christmas so they were writing their chits down and so one of them goes uh priyutai you know uh which means like sister you know priyutai can i write uh two things to jesus you know like I said, yeah, yeah, you can ask as many things as you want so she she writes one and then she says this uh you know whatever uh, second thing that she wanted and she wrote it and we prayed about it we prayed also that day. I forget about it. The next day I open this and I see like in the street is written one thing to whatever she wants, like this dress or whatever. And the second is, please answer Priyutai's prayer. Please answer Priyutai's prayer. Okay. So, and she had prayed and they, these kids prayed. Now Christmas is gone. Everything is gone. Uh, it's, uh, it's about like the first week of Jan. This kid comes running to me and says, Priyutai Jesus came in my dreams. And she's all like, like amazed. Okay. And so I was like, uh, tell me the dream. And she said, in the dream, I'm, I'm bursting crackers. And, uh, you know, I decide to give my crackers to some other girl because she doesn't have many. And so I give my crackers and I start riding a bike and I see a shooting star come. And the shooting star goes and falls somewhere. And she's saying, so I go to see where the shooting, I make a wish and I go and see where the shooting star falls. And even as she goes and she sees where the shooting star falls, she's saying, Jesus comes forth from that star and says, you made a wish. I didn't hear, tell me again. So then Jesus is standing and so she tells Jesus, uh, Jesus asks her, what do you want? So she tells Jesus, you know, Priyutai has given me what I want. Will you give Priyutai what she wants? And so Jesus looks at her and says, I will give Priyutai what she wants, but tell her to ask. And so this kid comes to me and tells me, he will give you, but he wants you to ask. He did not like it that I went to another kid. Okay, and so what happens? God addressed two things. One, this girl knows that there's a chip that she knows that Jesus is real. She'll never, ever forget that, that he honored that prayer. But another thing that he honored, he secured my own relationship because he did not like it that I thought that he will not hear me and I wanted somebody else to pray. And deep down, if you really understand when you pick up the phone and tell somebody else to pray, no matter how much you spiritualize it and give me some scripture words, deep down, you're addressing that it's an orphan heart. Your greatest privilege, privilege, is that you get to have the same father, and you get to be first. If there's anyone prayers that the father hears, it's the son. And the reason why he hears your prayer is because it's based on blood. Sometimes it's not anything; it's just the one who's calling. When Prince William calls up the whatever his castle or whatever, he'll get direct access because it's Prince William calling. He's not going through the employees and stepping it up. He gets direct access. Don't ever lose your ground. And so he did not like it when I pushed somebody else forward and say, you go ask. He said, yeah, I'll answer but tell her to ask. What makes a thing? Now I'm not listening. So do not lose your ground. The the second time when Jesus and these are just some dreams over years. Okay. When I say, sometimes you feel like I'm dreaming. No, no, this is over 20 year gap. Okay. Once he came again in my dreams and um, I've shared this again. I was on Facebook and he's He's got a profile on Facebook and he's adopting children. And, uh, you know, I I enter one of the albums in Facebook and I I, I get to interview him. So I'm I'm telling him, I said, you're adopting so many children. I said, what's in this for you? What do you get? And then he looks at me and says, Priya, do you know what's my greatest pride? He's saying that I have so many children, but they have just one father. And getting to be your father is my greatest pride. Getting to be your father is his greatest pride. Do not give it away. To somebody else you take it away and that's where you grow weak you've made yourself an orphan you're not an orphan you have a father but you choose not to depend on him you choose to go somewhere somewhere else and that's why it makes one person strong and another weak is because they never went to him they don't know what he's like and so now imagine a bunch of orphans telling you what Jesus is like that's where all the chaos happens guard your personal relationship with him through your personal relationship I don't care if it's cancer if it's Anything, you'll take it down. I know a girl who was miraculously healed of AIDS. That I'm AIDS, didn't even have a cure. I don't know if it doesn't. But through a personal relationship, she went home, she told, you know, like, oh, I have AIDS, anything. She takes the word, she stands. She's like, no, you heal me. That's it. She goes, she goes to the next doctor, they do a test, there's no AIDS. Something so simple. She just went through her own relationship. She got the victory. But how did it happen? The dependency on the word. Get your start believing. Start believing, get out of the sense rim. Feelings and emotions are a big lie. They will lie to you. I cannot have one bad day. I cannot have, because he's given me joy. Joy is something I learned very recently, maybe in the last one year or the last year and a half. And he was showing me something. He's saying that I can't give you happiness, but I've given you joy. And you take joy and you believe that, yeah, joy is with me and because it's a a truth. And then he taught me to take down those thoughts. Where is all this depression coming from? Where is all this negativity coming from? Because you're listening to something. You don't really believe the word. So if I don't believe the word, if I worry, he can't do anything because he told me, don't worry, I'm your father. And he will take care of it. I had somebody during uh, the lockdown who called me and said, they were just worrying, 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 and I have no money. I said, that's impossible because the father says, that, the, the, the person was just really anxious about uh, about the lockdown and not having for the future. I said, do you have enough for today? Yes. Do you have enough for a month? Yes. How long is the lockdown? That time it was said three months. Do you have enough for three months? Yes. I said, why are you worrying? Oh, but the third month after that, what'll happen? I said, we'll get there, we'll figure it out. Right now he's giving you because I know my father, He will not leave anyone without food. I know him. So I told beforehand, I know how it is. I don't need you to tell me, I know you have enough. Because you've come into the kingdom. If you didn't have a heavenly father, may not. But once you come into the kingdom, you have a father. He's given you, there's always seed. There is enough to get something. I've I've never been, I've been, I'm telling you, like I've, I've been studying on my own. I had more than enough. I lived in the most amazing place. Even when I came down, I didn't want to ask my money, uh, my mom for money to pay my BPL bill that time. It was just like crazy. Okay. I was on some old plan. No one told me. And in those days, in 2006, 3000 bucks or something was my bill or something like that. 2500. I don't know. And I just didn't want to ask my mother for the money. And so I said, father, what are you going to do? I need to pay this bill. And uh, do you know that I was at this meeting? this, This guy had come at that meeting from Texas. And I'm just talking to him after this meeting not even talking about money. And this guy says, I have something for you. And then he gives me an envelope and he says, three girls in Texas met him and said, when you go to India, you'll need a girl. And this, this, this money is for her. And so I opened this and it's got all the names of God written on it. Jehovah Jaira, Jehovah Nisi, everything. And it's written, all he is, he is for you. He is one. And then I open it and it's a $50 bill. And it, if you convert it, it's enough. It was like 2,500 or 3,000 rupees then. It was to pay my bill. But it wasn't what God did for me. It was the way he did for me to show me that, you know what? If it even means paying your bill, I can move heaven and earth. I can get somebody from another part of the world just to meet your need. I never, ever worried after that. I know how big my father is. And my honor to him, your love back to him is when you start believing. Start loving him back. It's not by loving people. I know that there's the body, but start loving him back take that word seriously what he says about you and so every time I read the word I see where I'm not you know like when I'm I'm like little in rebellion and then I see it and I see it and I'm like oh in this oh what am I doing and I get it and I, I chew on that I chew on that I see that I start meditating on that little one word I'm meditating on the word became flesh now I'm born of the word what does that even mean so I'm born of the word that means the word in me is doing what it's supposed to do And I'm just doing all that. I'm just meditating. I'm taking that word and I'm just doing things with it. Are you following me? Come out of the realm of feelings and emotions. Someone asked me, how do you worship God? The word says we worship in spirit and in truth. That's very true. We worship in truth. That means every time you're believing what the father says about you, you're worshiping him. It's not a song that you sing. In every decision that you made, when you stood on the truth, you were worshiping him. You were honoring him. The father is on your side. But the father wants you to believe. And now it's no more you're dangling after a promise. We don't dangle after a promise. We are believing who he says we are. And so in every problem or in every situation, I just remind myself, I'm a son addressing this problem. I'm Prince William. And now I'm addressing this problem. How does he address it? He addresses it very differently from the rest of the world. Because he's born, only his Royalty is by blood. It's not something that he can earn. And it will continue always being by blood. And so your position and my position is a blood-bought position. I'm telling you, your, your only battle is to not forget you're a son. That's it. You rest. And if you know you're a son, then it's already under your feet. We do not live by feelings and emotions. Feelings and emotions, I even I can't help you. Because it's enmity with God. It says those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Because the flesh, the carnal mind is enmity with God. That means it, it cannot understand the things of God. It's not. It's flesh. It's all driven by sense driven. I felt it. She said this. I don't even know what. I, I can't help you there. Because uh, the son lives by faith. You stand on the word, you take that word, you rest in the word. My father said, I am love. Now he doesn't love me. She doesn't love me. This whole experience looks like they all dumped me and they don't love me. But I wake up and I say, oh my God, I'm the beloved because he says I'm the beloved. And then I go and have a party and I have the biggest amazing, I'll go and shop and I'll dress and I'm just like enjoying myself. That's what it means when it's the patterns and the cycles of the world don't give you an identity. Some people have come out of a divorce and you let that whole divorce. And now you, you look at God through that one lens. Do not. And in every sentence, you will hear that divorce, that divorce, that divorce, that husband, did this, that husband, and they don't move on. It's because they let some circumstance give them an identity. And so slaves don't inherit. If you want to come out, don't let anything touch you. And, you know, like the father is so real. He's, he's gone out of his way to even remove, even I, even I didn't know I had a scar once. And he went out of his way to pull out a scar. And he showed it to me. Because he, and that's when he told me, he's saying, you're not allowed to have, only I'm supposed to have. And so he made this whole experience and I went through that experience and I saw something that I actually didn't want. And he did that for me is because I had a sky I didn't even know. Your father is that good. And he does that for you. Always remember, I've had some things, right? Like I lost my father when I was 24 and everything, but it's never ever put up like a, like I have no, no nothing on my soul, no, no wound. Because I didn't allow it because my foundation is Christ. When your foundation, and when I say that means you learn to be dependent on him. And, it, and when I say I'm dependent, it's not a feeling and an emotion. I start believing the word, what he says I am. So I start choosing. Lately, I've been choosing for the past one year. It's been joy. And I've been learning that. I'm choosing, oh, I don't, don't worry. I made a decision about that. So I just don't worry. And I, you know what? My decision isn't that. You know me not to worry. At least I'm doing my part. So I'm just not worrying. I'm doing my part. Now that the rest is yours. You told me not to worry. So I don't. You told me joy. Joy is my body. Yeah, okay. So no grief. And so, okay, you died on it. I don't. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I I do like a, I just believe I'm doing mine. The manifestation and everything has got to do with the Holy Spirit works it all out for you. So you are just honoring by believing I'm loving him back. And he loves that. And so nothing has any hook in you. You don't, didn't let any of the experiences affect you. Bring your foundation back in Christ. Okay, so that it's not what people say about you, it's what the Father says about you. If, if you allow what people say about you, it, you, you'll always be in that cycle. You look for affirmation. That's where the word says Jesus didn't give himself to people because he knew what was in them. So there was a time when people started lifting him up and saying, oh, he's king, and to make him king and he just walked away. The same people who praise you might one day have some bad things to say about you. So you don't give yourself to people. That means you get... I I get my identity from what my father says about me. And it's not something I choose. I decide it. That's it. On my board, if you come right now, it's written, me and my father are one. We have one heart. That's where I am. And I just live like that's it. It's everything is Christ in me. And I live like that. So it's not like, but your dependency is just not on somebody else. So then even if they didn't forgive me and all, it just doesn't matter to me because I'm not getting my life from people. I'm getting it all from Christ. Okay. Uh, Is there anything anyone wants to share or add? I hope you got what I'm trying to say. Most of your questions today had to do with feelings and emotions, okay? And everything to do in sense strength. And we are not called to live in sense strength. Very rarely, I've had sometimes a tangible presence, okay? But very rarely, now I just live by the word. And if he says it, I'm one with you. Then I walk out and I believe that he's one with me. I don't have to feel his oneness with me, I believe it, and in that he honors me. So tomorrow, the devil, I can be in a meeting and I can have some presence and won't share because he knows that this son doesn't need the feelings and emotions only. Has learns to live by the word, and so I'm telling you, you'll be such a secure person, and you can you can even discern things sometimes. Okay, so uh, yeah, just a mature son is a secure son. I always say that. Uh, in your own personal relationship. Um, anyone wants to share anything? I don't know what to title this message. So uh, I think someone wants to share something. Yeah, Gigi maushi I'll put you on, uh, hold on. Yeah, you'll have to unmute.
1: Uh, un- yeah can you hear me now yeah. yeah today i had uh, uh had the covid test and yeah. they uh, both me and papaji uh, both had a uh, neg- means negative but yeah negative and uh, i also got the vaccines they were also available yeah and everything happened just like it, as if god had just planned otherwise people have to wait and wait for hours and even uh, so God is doing things and working out so well for me yeah. that uh, I simply i am really astonished
0: yeah. so
1: uh, like everybody is saying ask, the God did it I don't know how yeah. the people uh, and everything was worked out so well my tensions are now I'm out of tension, everything, no worry, nothing. God is uh, so, I'm so comfortable with him. As you really said, (laughs) if you really believe in him and if you really uh, trust him. And now a time has come when I know that it is he who is doing everything for me. And I have nothing to lose since I am the son and I and he both are one. Yes. Yes. Wow. Thank you, Priya, for letting me share my testimony with all my friends and all my sons.
0: Yes. Amen. Yeah. Amen.
1: Anyone else has something
2: to share? <clears throat> Pooja is... uh. Pooja, are you there? Hi, yeah, Priya, I'm there. Hi. You want to come on? Hi. Yeah.
0: Right? Uh, um... Pooja is the one who is with us, who had shared that testimony of like something being and, you know, she just took authority
2: over it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I would like to add something to my job testimony, which I shared yeah. with you, but I didn't, it was, it was yeah. just, my testimony was getting a bit too longer. So I just reduced that part from there. But that I, was a very important part, which you didn't share. Haan, haan. I'm sure you must have understood. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I got jamna by IB, right? You all can hear me? Yeah, yeah. So two years back, I had given an interview at Jamnabai IB. But I was rejected. Because at that time, the coordinator who was there, she was, uh, you know, she, her whole demeanor was so demotivating. I was quite demoralized. I was like, I am, I will never get through IB as a homeroom teacher. She made me feel that I am, I mean, I'm, I mean, you know, I just don't have any knowledge of IB, the kind of questions she threw at me. So, for which, according to me, I gave plausible answers, but still uh, the way she demeaned me, you no, know, I was very demoralized, and I actually had made up my mind that I don't want to come back here because of this woman. And you won't believe when after two years when I apply again, when I uh, when I go for the interview, she I come to know that she this woman is not there now. So a new coordinator has come, and she was. Uh, uh, apparently her, uh, she was asked to leave, you know, uh, or she, the whole situation turned out in a way that she had to leave. So basically before I enter, she was also out. So the very reason why I didn't want to go there, though it was one of the desires of my had to work in that place because it's a very good school and it's close to my place also. But because of that woman, I didn't want to go. So everything was so, was planned in a way that she's out, a new coordinator comes Things go so well and I just and though my interview was not that great I'm telling you because when I went to for my interview for my demo especially uh, there was some event happening and the coordinator was very busy so she I I, I could make out that she's actually not even observing my lesson like you know what no notes she will make and what feedback is she going to give you know so I was like yeah and I just go and I went with the thought that it's okay I have JBC and you know, I was still banking on that school wherein I actually, was it was not the desire of my heart to get at JBCN, but it was like, chalo, something is better than nothing, you know, at least I will get as a homeroom teacher. But God's plan was like, you know, he was, he really, I'm telling you it's with God, I have realized with Jesus, one thing, there's that there is no how and when, you know, we try to reason things, you know, and it is not that you just have to believe, trust me. And it happens, there is no why and how with him. Yeah. you know, like, it, it is, it is as simple as that. Yeah. Yes. yeah.
0: Amazing. Uh, you know, like her testimony is, uh, I've known Puja; she's in her own personal relationship with him. Okay. And God wants all of you to, if you want to love him back, just start uh, believing his word. Uh, the more you start believing his word, you'll start getting less worried. You realize all worry comes because you don't really believe the word. Okay. And believing is nothing but a decision that you make. So you see the word and you just decide. Like I chose, I will not worry from this day forth, And then I just never did after that. Just, okay. And it's a decision uh, that you make and you're honoring it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have
2: one more testimony. Yeah, share. Uh, so it's about my skin. I have like dealt with acne for my entire life, you can say. Like I have gone to, I mean, I've tried every possible dermatologist. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was, I felt like a bondage, you know, that, and I used to keep praying and keep asking Jesus that for how long, like, till I grow old, am I going to get acne? Like, when, when will I get freedom from this? You know, I want freedom. I find it as a bondage to put every night a cream and which is chemical. So um, I, I kept on praying and during this lockdown, I stopped applying anything to my skin, you you know, because uh, there was a baby in the house and I was very busy. And I, I mean, I had, you know, I was like, I just wanted freedom from the whole chemical part of, you know, applying tubes and this and that. So, and taking any tablet internally, I wanted that internal healing for which I really prayed one day. I really, I actually started crying and I told Jesus that I want freedom. What is this? Like, I mean, this is so simple for you. Why can't you do this for me? You know, like I, and I just, I mean, I just prayed. I left it. Okay. And you won't believe my sister was here. So she told me that why don't you apply this Born Organics simple aloe vera gel, which has no chemicals and it's a proper organic company. And I started applying it. I You can see my face now, Priya. I don't have acne. I have not applied anything to my face. And my I really had scars also, like deep scars, which have like my scars have also gone actually. Crazy. And I have, I have, I'm not applying any cream. Apart from that aloe gel, which also I applied normally every day. But again, my whole, uh, my uh, desire was that I don't want to get into the chemical tubes and those, you know, things I found it like, yeah. you know, I didn't want to do that. I wanted something natural and it uh, it worked and I'm out of it. You know, this, this uh, big problem of my life was solved. Wow. So I really praise Jesus okay. for this Again, like you see, it's personal relationship. Yeah. Okay. She gets... Uh,
0: her friend is there or a sister is there who tells her to do something. She applies it and uh, she gets a victory. Just like somebody else, uh, Gitu had shared the testimony, remember? When this whole choir comes in singing, take dolo and rest. For yeah. her, when she taken the vaccine and her hand was swelling up and uh, you know she didn't know what to do, she didn't want to, but uh, she got wisdom, God spoke to her, told her what to need because she depended upon him and she got it, okay, through the word. Uh, When I went to him, he told me to take the word. And so actually, he didn't tell me anything. Uh, I just got fed up of praying. And then I chose to stand on the word and then I got it. Uh, And I like that. Uh, You know, sometimes some answers that have already been given, he's not going to tell you again and again and again. So especially in health, uh, there are many people with serious things, right? But I'm telling you the way out is if he has spoken about something, then he's not going to give you something else contrary to what he's already spoken. So if he's already healed, you, he's not going to say, I will heal you. You start believing it. So I literally just rest. Like I choose not to, the way out of it is don't run after the sickness. Take the word on. I I love the word that says, uh, your resurrection life in me is giving life to this mortal body. And so I say that sometimes and I just go to sleep and then I choose not to run out of the problem, even if it's screaming. I don't let it grab my attention because that's what it's trying to do. And then I just go do some other things and that very thing bows down. Apply this, it's a spiritual truth and see. Because what you're doing is standing on the word. Everything is telling you to get drawn to it and suck to into it and you're not allowing it to do that. Okay, and uh, it has a way out. Try it, apply this, what I'm telling you and uh, write to me when you get some fruit out of it. Okay, so we're going to meet on uh, on Sunday, we're open. So write to us and we'll tell you where we gather and we'll also have live Zoom. So those from online, international, whoever are joining us, you can join us on Sundays as well. Um, okay, anything else anyone wants to add? Oh my
2: God. Okay.
0: Okay, so I'm going to see you. Bye. Love you guys. Bye.